Oh, hi, fellow WNYXicans. It's Jason Klom here. My apologies. This episode was supposed to come out some time ago. Most of my apologies go to Wayne Fetterman, who is a delightful guest. We we go all over the place, but we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, including overseas, which was the pilot that Paul Sims was working on during the fifth season of News Radio. Uh, and Wayne was on that show with Joe Rogan. And um, But this is a very fun episode. And my other apologies go to you, uh, especially anybody who is waiting to hear about the results of our trivia contest. I know you were all waiting with bated breath. My apologies, um, but we do have a winner. It is the delightful Lauren Weston. And in case you don't remember, Lauren is a previous guest of this show. She is the uh, author of Sometimes a Drinking Man, the delightful uh, autobiography of Bill McNeil, which you should pick up. Uh, the link is on our website. She is the person who figured out what episode those lines were from. And uh, here is her voicemail. Hi, Jason, Allen, and Jen. This is Lauren Weston calling about the trivia question for the contest. I believe the episode that the writers were hoping to get Johnny Cash to guest star in was the episode Review. And I believe the storyline was that Jimmy brought him in to teach Lisa a lesson or something like that. Anyway, hope that's the right answer. Hope you get lots of good entries. Thanks for keeping the show alive. Good visit. That is correct. And thank you to Lauren. She's receiving the full series on DVD from Mill Creek Entertainment. That is headed her way shortly. Um, we will hopefully have other contests in the future. Um, obviously, few and far between because we don't do the show weekly anymore. Um, but again, thank you for that. And don't forget, uh, if you want to hear more from Lauren, who is a super fan, obviously, because she's the only person who got this question right, uh, check out her podcast, The Hoodoo Factory which is on the Stolen Dress Podcast Network as well. Uh, it is also keeping the news radio thing going uh, via podcasts, and we're very proud to have it on the network. It's her, Thaddeus, and Tom. Uh, they are all co-hosts of a news radio game show. Um, so it's trivia, discussion, it's a lot of fun. And without further ado, here is Wayne Fetterman talking about his episode of News Radio. <laughs> I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickert. Your last name is Rickert? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom, and this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. This week, I am delighted to be joined by... Mr. Wayne Fetterman. Thank you for being here, Wayne Fetterman. I'm thrilled to be part of it. Thank you for asking. So you were on season five, episode 20, Freaky Friday. We're, we're talking two episodes before the end of the show. Got in just under the wire. Yep. Uh, you play uh, a character named, let me pull it up. Where did it go? How did I lose? I wrote it down. Two Randy Starks is your name. Yes, Randy Starks. Randy Correct. Starks. Does that name mean anything to you? Because I know you know some of the writers on the show. Is it possible that that is a reference to something or... No, I don't think no. so. I mean, let's think about it. Let's see if I can do some brain. Sure. Mm -hmm. Starks. Randy Starks. I mean, isn't Starks from the Marvel Universe? There's isn't Tony there Stark. A... They're Tony. Without an S. Without an S, though. Oh, Stark. Stark. Yeah. Pl Maybe I'll singular. ask Josh Lee, but maybe this was a Josh Lee. Oh, Maybe he yeah. just dropped a random name in it. I don't. I have no idea. Did How he... did you get on news radio, I guess, is my first question. How did this happen? It was because I was cast 
in a show uh, that Paul Sims was doing, a pilot. Overseas? Called Overseas. Yes, with Joe Rogan. And I was Who the comedian. One of the comedic leads. I don't remember the character's name, but I was one of the comedic leads. But it turned, you know, I'm a, my forte is kind of like, had a smart, passive-aggressive guy. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and this guy I was playing on overseas was more like the dumb guy, a little more like the- Andy Dick. You were the Andy no, Dick. No, more sure. like, yeah, yeah, Andy Dick or Ted Knight or okay. yeah. Tom Hayden Church. Do you remember that show, oh, Wings, yeah. by He's any chance? Yes, love that. Show. Yeah, so it's always that guy who kind of misunderstands. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. what can I just diverge for one second? Is, if, is Friends, one of the great, things about friends is they have two characters that are different kinds of dumb on the same that show. is true that is true so they were like okay <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> take this up a notch uh so great so yes so i got cast in overseas and while there they were like oh my god this guy is so good da, da, da. and they just th- they threw i never i don't think i auditioned for randy stark okay okay that's fun that now yeah. that show well, that very rarely happens to me usually i audition audition and then don't get cast. Do you have any memories of overseas? We haven't brought it up a lot on this show. I kind of want to do a mini separate thing about it, but do you have Absolutely. What are your memories I have the of doing that? I think I may even have a copy of the the show. Have you ever seen it? No, I keep people have offered and then they forget that they offered and they don't bother to digitize it and now I live thousands of miles away, so it's a lot harder to get it to me. Oh, I see. Yeah, mine would be on VHS. Sure. So yeah, yeah. I'll see. Maybe Joe Fury still has that copy. That yes, he's let me and then Joe Fury put me in a short movie. He did. Excuse me, not a short no, movie. No feature. A full yeah, movie. love and support. Yeah, love and support. So, so it was. I made so many great friends with that experience. It was incredible. I'll get to that in a minute. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Overseas. Yeah, we shot it. It was my first first time I'd ever gone to network to test. I went against very funny people, and. I don't know. I just, it was like my auditions were really good. I've mm-hmm. probably never auditioned that well since. I thought that was the start of like, oh, every pilot season is going to be, I'm going to get a pilot. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the only one I've ever gotten. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I do find that surprising. If only yeah. because you have such an extensive resume. I know. I'm I mean, people you, go to, go, go to his IMDb. It's, it's obvious <laughs> the stuff he's, he's done. Oh, I, you know what? I keep forgetting also like that. You also do a shitload of like writing, uh, for not just like writing, writing, but for award shows and stuff, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, those, those are usually the people who can like, if somebody, if you can come up with a joke on the fly, that yeah. isn't going to offend everybody, offend just the right people, whatever. I don't know <laughs> what the rules are. I don't know what the rules are, but I mean, it's, it's, I feel like that, that's a, that's a gauntlet that a lot of well-tested com- comedy people go through. Yes. Yes. I've done, yes. Some late night writing and mm-hmm. that as well. Yep. So let's talk about Black Sunday. No, let's not talk about <laughs> that, but you are listed as, a, as, as an extra in that. Oh, 1977. Yeah. What would you that have been fun. just out of high school? That I was just I, it came out in seventy seven, but they shot oh, okay. it in seventy six while I was still in high school. Um, they, yeah, it was down in Miami at the old Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm in the crowd. Mm-hmm. They did numerous crowd shoots, numerous days, and it was. I think they, for some reason in my head, it was some sort of charity was involved. You got a free lunch. There was a thing. Okay, and then. Then we shot for maybe two or three setups, and then it started pouring rain, and they sent us home, and that was the end of it. So I always claim that I'm in 
row the blue section row seven seat 41 so mm -hmm. that's always like my joke <laughs> can you are you uh seeable can can one find you if you picked you, have you, I, picked you know i out? haven't like looked or looked but uh -huh. yeah i think you can see me i don't know i think you can in establishing but not one of the close-up where people are running yeah from the blimp I, look, it was John Frankenheimer. I remember he was on the, the mm -hmm. megaphone talking to us. Fun. It was really exciting. Really exciting for how me. Did it, how did it end up on IMDb, if only because it's from 77? So did you mention this? On, have you mentioned this in an Yes, I mentioned somebody? it to someone, and then it popped up like that three years sense. later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All Good right. question. Good question. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you were, I, honest to God, I could go through. You were on so many Let's of my do it. favorite do shows, it. though. And I, we will get back to news radio, folks. It's just that Wayne, I, I mostly have only talked to him about comedy records in the past and not his actual career. I well, love it. What the hell am I looking? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I, we could talk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. So only a few, a few rolls in, you were already playing a Wayne on Baywatch. But I need to ask you about Dear John. I love that show. Do you have yep. any memories of Dear John slash Jed I Hirsch? There's very few things I don't have a memory of. Okay. Just there are very few. So, yeah, that was my first sitcom. Mm -hmm. First time in front of an audience mm -hmm. doing, and uh, David Lloyd's daughter played the my love interest. Okay. What's great about that episode was three, three things. One, I'd never done a sitcom. I was like, I'm made for a sitcom. And then when I did, when I was like, this might not be the perfect thing for me because it's oh, no. so nerve wracking. Uh huh. And I, I couldn't really. Re Where's single camera stuff? I love easy, mm -hmm. easy. Mm -hmm. Um, that was one. Two was working with Judd Hirsch, and I remember he had a guy that he would run his lines with and mm -hmm. work on his like a guy that he hired, not part wow. of the yeah his own guy, and. I remember my friend John Toland, who was I was his camp counselor. He is now a Broadway writer, and he writes for I can't think of the show he writes for right now. But anyway, he's back. Just a great writer. Mm -hmm. Wrote Grease, the you know the remake of Grease when they did it on oh, wow. live TV. Yeah, mm -hmm. just a very talented kid. Kid, he's I mean his fifties or late forties now, forties uh, probably. Um, but he said to me the funniest thing. He goes, oh, I guess Judd Hirsch is the only person that doesn't know how Judd Hirsch will say a line. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah. That's why I have funny friends. That's why I have. <laughs> and, and the third thing mm -hmm. was, and this was incredible, was the episode I'm on. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but it's called, it's about when Judd Hirsch gets the Dear John letter that oh, day. It's okay. a flashback episode. Love it. Because usually you just see it in the opening credits. Sure, with the, yep. The Dear John letter on the mantle, if I'm that not mistaken. Great, ridiculous theme song that I loved as a child. Oh, mm -hmm. can I don't can you hum it? Uh it goes Dear John, but dear John, but yeah. by the time you read these words, I'll be gone. I don't remember the rest of it. So yeah. wait, did John and Gone were rhymed? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> love it so uh so yeah so that was uh, a blast to do that and i don't know i was just thrilled to be part of it let's just to see and i had already done extra work on uh silver spoons at that point so oh i sort God. of knew how kind of it worked a little mm -hmm. bit but that was when, one i auditioned for and got wait so 
like a regular extra on Silver Spoons or like a few times? I only ask because we've interviewed somebody else on here who was Ricky Schroeder's stand-in at the time. No, 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 no. Okay. I think I only did it once because one of the writers mm-hmm. was a friend of mine, a guy that I had uh, befriended. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like Jim Gagan was his name. Mm-hmm. A really funny comedy writer, wrote for Disney stuff for years. And he, he was like, would you want to do extra work? I was like, yeah. Because Jason, here's something you should know about me. I like doing everything in show business at least mm-hmm. once. I get that. So I, it's not like, oh, it's below me or above me. Like, sure, I don't care. You're a real Plimpton like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> George Plimpton, good mm-hmm. reference. Good reference. <laughs> it's it, it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I, obviously, there's a ton on here. I'm sure you've done more than this is on here. Have you been a grip, Wayne? That's what I need. No, no, no. I meant on, on camera. I, okay. <laughs> no, I have not done. <laughs> Not being a teamster, I've uh-huh. not been. I've not set up craft service, <laughs> but I meant like anything you could do in front of the camera. Let me give you another example, Jason. Sure, and hit again, me. this is a tangent. Uh huh. People listening probably don't care, but early on, mm-hmm. there was they were doing comedy for the phone, uh-huh. just for this is before like YouTube, like you would yeah. like. If, through Verizon or something like that. Yeah, I remember. Stand up these. on the phone, and they were taping it at the Ice House. And like, do you want to do this? It's like fifty dollars. Uh-huh. Da, da, da. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I want to do comedy for the phone. I don't know. Like, and then it turns out like that's the way most people watch movies now. So, but you know what I mean. It was just like I'll do any of that that stuff. Extra work. Yeah. There's a chance, I don't want to jinx it, but there's a chance I might be part of a loop group for a film, upcoming Oh film. my God, love it. See, you know what that is? Would, yeah, I do. I would kill to do that. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never done it. I'm not part of that world. You know, that's mm-hmm. a bit, to talk about a club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like get initiated. You have to, eh, but. I mean, the, 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 the tightest knit of those though is like voiceover and i do oh but you're not listed as voiceover in this so i'm wondering there's another pilot where you are listed a a pilot with (laughs) sorry dick van patten wally langham a bunch of other rosie perez and you are listed as singing bear but it doesn't say voice so what am i missing that's w-i-o-u yes w-i-o-u what is yeah that was actually a big was it yeah that was a big kick they thought that was gonna be a huge show sure mary lou mary lou not hannah i can't think of her name uh so yeah no i was do you know what a singing telegram is yeah of course I, that was that's my what next i did. thought okay yeah that's what i did yeah what was your song <laughs> um all right give me, that's a good one let me uh-huh. think let me okay think. if you remember this boy oh boy I, I wish i had money to give you like this is a game show was it, remember your life <laughs> i can't give you anything but love um it might. It was. It was. A, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I have the the tape exists somewhere. Again. Okay, but no, I. It was an old standard. Okay, all right. And what happened was, you know, it was they had broken up right before, but they hadn't gotten the word to me. So on air, I'm giving her these balloons and singing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know. See, yeah, that's another news radio connection, though. You and Wally Langham were both on this show. Wally Langham. Oh, okay. Played two Look different characters on news radio. Um, has I been on it. this podcast and asked me to call him Wallace. Don't know why I'm calling Wally. He's not my friend. That's not fair to him. 
Uh, oh boy. Here's the thing. So what, what's, what, why, wh- who do you know that then says, I'm going to write you in as Wayne or literally on the X-Files, Wayne Fetterman? What, what is this? It feels like a fun running gag through all of Hollywood. And therefore there's a, a Fetterman universe that we should all be paying attention to or a Wayne There universe. is, there is, there is a sub, sub, sub group. Mm-hmm. It's like the St. Elsewhere universe, but it's play, it's things in which you have been named Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Wayne Federer, that was, I mean, that's one of the highlights of my show business career was get booking that gig. I met David Duchovny when uh, he was doing the, ex, excuse me, the X-Files, obviously, the Larry Sanders show. Oh, sure. And yeah. I was cast on the last season of the Larry Sanders show. Mm-hmm. So I met him and he knew, he's a stand-up comedy nut. Uh-huh. So okay. he knew who I was, and it was like, I'm writing wow. this thing. I'm thinking about you might be funny for this role as this producer. And then he faxed me the script that he wrote. And he, he, at the front, he was like, ah, the name, you know, you play a producer. Gary Shanley plays a, a version of himself in it. Taya Leone plays a version of herself in it. So I was like, um, excuse me, not Taya, not Taya Leone. Yeah, Taylor, that's David Duchovny's wife. Yeah, yeah, ex-wife, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I was like, so he sent it to me. Is this good? And then it was like, is this something you would want to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> you shitting me? Question is that? Uh, I was like, yeah, this is something I'd like to do. <laughs> and then I said to him, I was like, because this is such a meta episode, why don't you just leave the name Wayne Fetterman as the producer's name? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I like the name Wayne Fetterman. And so that's how that happened. I love it. That's a delight. That is, yeah, that, that is, is a delight. delight. But usually what happens is somebody casts me, and because I know lately that mm-hmm. it's going to be on IMDb, I'm like, can you give me a name? And they're like, you want to be Wayne Carter? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so it's not a Tony Danza situation where you don't, you can't answer to any other name. No, 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 no. No, I've been many other. I've been a guy named Q-Ball Curtis. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Damn it. That's good. That's a delight. Um, and the only reason I'm going to stop at X-Files is because people are going to be like, what the hell? How, can you can you get back to news radio? Let's get back to overseas, which not to, yeah. not to. Now, since it's your first pilot, I don't. People know, and we've talked about it. It is or was at the time the lowest rated pilot in NBC history. Now, that said, I still want to see it. And I think I've read it, and I, I enjoyed it. So it is one of those weird situations that's got to be like, all right, I'm excited about my first show, and then, well, shit. That's, it It just... <laughs> I actually don't even remember it airing, to say the truth. I know, I'm sure it didn't. No, in terms of... Um, I don't like, think it aired, and then no, later it didn't they air. threw it on. Yeah. No, with, with no. although I got to admit, that's that's a website I'd like to see. Bunch of failed pilots, I think I would enjoy. Of course. Like, well, if you could stream all those, come on. Yeah. Or the first season of WIOU where we get to watch you as a fair. Who wouldn't want to watch that? You know, I was on, um, that was the pilot episode, by the way. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it, oh, you know that. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're in a few pilots and then you're in the final seasons of, of two I mean, great the fu- shows, Larry Sanders and, and, and news radio, probably other. And, seasons, and I have two other shows Which? that I believe I, I killed off. Uh-huh. Which ones? It doesn't say community. Yeah, Oh yeah, well I was going to bring that one up later. Oh okay, sorry. All right, no. and there was an, I think there's another. Oh, and Silicon Valley. Oh shit. Okay. 
I mean, so I will killer, say, I'm a killer of shit. This great. is why I don't get cast. It's yes. great. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> In community, though, the reason I was going to bring it up is there are some strong news radio community connections that exist anyway. But you being in both shows in their final seasons is phenomenal. And it's also, <laughs> it's one of the best bits ever written for TV. That whole game, you, like, <laughs> just the way you address your, your TV son is just yeah, yeah. so beautiful. No, it was... <laughs> oh, Look, God. I know it sounds like I'm complaining, uh, uh -huh. but I'm not. I am thrilled with anything I've gotten so far, including extra work on Silver Spoons. Extra work is fun. I, yeah. I will continue to insist extra work is fun. It can be hell, but it can also be fun. What do you remember about overseas? I remember reading that there was like a giant like lake built onto a friggin' set. Yeah. That that was it was like a huge. This is what it was. was undertaking. There was two sound stages were combined to for the set. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It was like say sixteen and seventeen were became one huge stage because it was so big. They built like this little lake. They built. The pilot had a, like we were putting up like a, a pole or something and that fell down. So we had a huge stunt, huge. Mm -hmm. Um, There was like, we basically built like it was, took place like in the Amazon or someplace like uh -huh. with some, and yeah. So all, there was a lot of foliage all over the place, huts, little cabins built. I mean, mm -hmm. it was really extensive and it was apparently based on paul sims had done maybe what's that thing that john kennedy started where the the peace corps oh sure he did, okay he, i think he did some peace corps -y type stuff so mm -hmm. it, was, it was all based on that and he was very passionate about it yeah and it actually had some pretty good like pre like release press and then i i think they just got cold i think it was just i don't know I, I actually don't know. I mean, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. I tried to do the best I could. <laughs> well, I'm not going to insist that Wayne Fetterman killed this show. I'm not going to go that far. But does that count as the final season of the show as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's terminal. Right, let me it add is... it to my list of shows that have killed. <laughs> killed. You know, there are other people, although I will say if it had gone on, we well, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go there. We're not gonna go there. Um, it, it's nothing to do with you, um, because you're a delight right. and you've always been a delight. Um, do you? Okay, so you do have a copy of it. You have a copy of the script. Yes. You know, there's a part of me at some point that would love to do a staged reading of it, even though the pilot exists. Um, there's you know, there's a whole book called The Showrunners. Uh, oh that, right, right, that covers right. Paul's. He's one of the chapter or one of the segments throughout mm -hmm. it where they're like, well, he lost Phil Hartman, and therefore he said, fuck it, I'm not doing news radio this season, I'm gonna start my own thing, and he put all of his energy into that, which is something He's an incredible guy, he's an incredible, it's right. I mean, remarkable, that's a hell yeah. of a recovery kind of thing. Like, yeah. that's, it's, it's a, I'm sure it's a psychological thing. And if I'm not thing, mistaken, but, he's mm -hmm. also part of the Brad Gray, Larry Sanders, Gary mm -hmm. Shandling lawsuit as mm. well i think he's oh, okay. one of the i think he's one of the writers that was on early mm -hmm. larry sanders show mm -hmm. and then brad took him away to create this stuff and, mm -hmm. and gary was like uh you're you keep taking away my own writers <laughs> as my manager this is, seems like a conflict of interest uh-huh uh-huh that's one of the great lawsuits well have you read that new hbo book no i haven't uh-uh i heard it's in there extensively what went okay. on for that so that's yeah. uh, you know you're showbiz 
TV. You love TV, right? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, this show, very least news radio and community. Um, Do you. So uh, as far as this episode of news radio coming on here for a day. What, uh, what yeah. are your memories? What are your memories of getting on this, this show? Did well, you already know the show? I knew the show a little. This is, here's a little confession, but it's true. I don't, I'm not really a television completist or even a watcher that much. It's not my, Fair. like, oh, wait, there's an episode of what, Two and a Half Men or Big Bang Theory or something. Like, uh-huh. that's never going to be part, has not been part, since I was a kid and I watched like the Mary Tyler Moore show and that sure that stuff. So, so I say as an actor, I sample every TV show just in case I get cast or go into cast. At least I know kind of the tone of the show. And also if I run into one of the actors, I'm like, Oh my God, you're incredible in that. And then I can strike up a friendship. Sure. Sure. Or like you're wonderful in that. Cause usually most of these actors that get cast on sitcoms are like good. They're, they're really good. They're good, even with shit material. Yeah, you can yeah. Usually yeah. find something where it's like, oh, okay. No, I, I see how hard you try. You did it. You yeah, did your yeah. best. Yeah. So I, uh, first of all, I'm gonna loop back a little bit. I auditioned for News Radio, the pilot, and oh, got pretty close until Andy Dick beat me out for that role. Holy crap! Okay. Yeah. So I went back early on that show, and I remember, yeah. And I was always like, eh, Andy Dick, is he that good? And that was my first thing that I noticed when I was watching the run-throughs and all of that was Andy Dick is incredible. Sure. He yeah. is physical, verbal. His intention is always like perfect. Mm-hmm. He just, I'm going to use the word unnatural. I just, I couldn't, I just thought he was incredible on that episode and then also just in general. So I was like, yeah, I can see why I'm here on the sixth season and he's a, a regular on that show or fifth season. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was, uh, I was really, really impressed with Andy Dick. I just thought he was, well, I'm done talking about him, but it's just <laughs> like, I got it. I got why he was on that show and I wasn't. Yeah, but you got you got a few callbacks, it sounds like then. Yes, yes, yeah. numerous, wow. yes. Wow. Yeah. Do you? Well, it's probably not appropriate to say who else was there unless they volunteered. I guess I'd love to know who else tried out for it, but I know it'd be weird. Right. I mean, I I just know Andy and I were pretty close for That's a long crazy. time in that. Yeah. That's nice. And it would have been a it would have been a different vibe with me sure. in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have his crazy hair either. There, there's something yeah, to be was, said for he's that. He's just so great. <laughs> so great. But the, anyway, but I so I didn't know Vicky or you know Laura. Is that her name? Uh, Maura Tierney. Maura, Maura, Laura, Maura Tierney. Yeah, I didn't know Maura or you know any of those guys. So it was fun hanging out with them and and I and to tell you the truth, because it was just one scene, it wasn't that you know I wasn't like I get a little nervous when it wasn't that nerve wracking. So I did it and it went well. Like yeah, for me, for me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, what's funny know. is I sat there watching. I'm like, when the hell is Wayne? Come- Does he only come in in that one <laughs> final scene? Uh, you do interact a bit with John Lovitz. Yes. Yeah. What was that? What was that like? If only because at this point, this is early legend status for him, at least from SNL. I mean, mm-hmm. was was, was that uh, was he? It I was just asked, how I was mean, that? I I, there that was I a thing. That. I hate to say it. There was a thing that like 
this sh- like why is this show still on without Phil Hartman? Oh like, sure, that that was in the air a little bit. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is this show ever going to be repeated? Like, is this just you know? Yeah, it was great. He's you know, I mean, he had one simple thing he had to do, and then and then I whipped around. Uh, you know, I knew him. He also had a eventually. I got to know him because he had his own stand up comedy club mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles in in at Universal. Mm-hmm. So another very naturally funny guy. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, well, were you, okay, so you didn't watch, like you say, you weren't that familiar. That's fine. You weren't a completist. And you didn't get to work with Phil Hartman, but did you, I mean, what was your awareness of Phil Hartman, I guess, when? Well, I think around? we were all just shocked with the way he died. You know, yeah. one, he was one of the few older comedians that got on or sketch guys that got on SNL. Like, sure. that was my first thing I remember about him. Like, oh, because Lorne always goes young. Yeah. Like, that's his, if it's between A and B, I'm going to go with the young guy. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. The show's been on 46 years. Yeah. So, uh, or 47 years. Uh, so, so that was amazing. And then he did some, you know, just these wonderful characters on SNL. And then I, I, I still can't believe, I think there's a TV movie being made about, like, what actually happened. They were talking about that for a long time. There was supposed to be a feature film directed by, if I'm not mistaken, Jason Priestley. Uh, is he Canadian? I think it's Jason Priestley. And it was going to star uh, a voice actor, and I apologize at the moment, can't remember his name, but he does a very good Phil Hartman impression. But oh, I, I, get, I get the feeling that's all entirely dropped off the map. But I wonder, I don't know, it would be good to see, well, it's going to, yeah, but if it's like ends up being a lifetime thing, then it's just going to be like all true crime, basically shit. It probably I don't know. Be but good. there's a number of shows, and I just did my first one of them. Again, yes. I like to do one thing of, of like autopsy or the last hours of. Do you uh-huh. know about these shows? They sure, sort of yeah. reenact and interview people. So, yeah. So he, he's probably in one of those, right? I don't know. I uh, Maybe, but I feel like if they pushed it too far, the family would probably sue. Cause no, I, don't, I can't imagine any of those are authorized. Yeah, I guess that's like they, true. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's fair. Um, I can't show it to you right now, but I have one of Phil Hartman's ties on my wall. Right oh, you do? I so do. you love the guy. Oh, yeah. I've also got one of his costumes on this other wall. Okay, this is now. And I have a program from his from his memorial, which is weird. I was given that. It's not something I pa- purchased or stole. I feel like I should point that out at the very least. So you didn't go to the memorial? No. Uh, it happened on my birthday in 1998, actually, but I lived in <laughs> upstate New York at the time. So, yeah, yeah. Love it. It's a Love weird it. coincidence. It's a very strange coincidence. Look, he was my hero. I wanted to do voice voice work with him, and then obviously the worst happens. And uh, the worst, yeah, the worst. Uh, so it sounds like your memories of working on actual news radio, like many people, are brief, brief. How was the craft service, Wayne? Let's let's. Ask. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is what I remember. One, okay. Here's other memories I have of it. I don't know. Uh, Look, it's fine. Like if I you don't, really... it's okay. You know, I, you know, I'm always interested in archetypes, and I remember, I don't know if the show was running at the same time, mm-hmm. but there was a show Kathy Griffin was on. Oh, yeah, Suddenly Susan. Yes. And she played, that was with Shields? Yeah. Yeah. So she's playing also the funny, quirky assistant. We used to call them secretaries. I don't want to get canceled here. Um, <laughs> and so when I saw 
Vicky doing the same kind of thing. I was like, oh, this is like an archetype that's like in sitcoms now, like the oh yeah, the quirky, and then there's a actress who I'm a friend of named Arden Marin, mm-hmm. and she also can play that kind of character. So sure. it's like it's like a recurring thing now. Now it, it, it but it still continues. I it's just in the um, in hacks. Are you familiar with that, Joe? No, I have not seen that. They have an assistant. She it's not the quirky, but she's it, she's funny. She's very funny. So mm-hmm. it's just, I guess, an easy way to put in a character that's like for comedic effect. Sure. I thought Vicky was great. She's I mean, phenomenal. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Can we talk about the episode, the structure of the episode a little bit? Sure, please. Because it's because usually most sitcoms are two an A story and a B story, but this had a C story. Yeah, that happens a lot on this show, which is it why does. fans of this show get very lost as to what was on what episode. It can be very confusing. Is there ever been a D? Has there ever been a D? I'd have to look it up. There's a chance there is. You know, a friend of a friend of mine, a friend of this show, her name is Lauren Weston. She had to write a book based on news radio while well, she made herself do it, but she tracked that in every episode. So I, I have a, her spreadsheet somewhere. I'd have to look at some point. It's a good yeah. chance. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, there was there was a great book called "Everything Bad for You Is Good for You." Which, that's not the title, but it's something like that. But uh-huh. it was it was a guy explaining that um, gamer culture and you know video games and sitcoms and TV, all these things that everyone was like, "Oh, this is terrible. This is garbage." Is actually good for you. Mm-hmm. And one of the points this writer made was that through the years, plots became way more sophisticated and intertwined, whereas like an episode of The Fugitive might just be one thing, or The Beverly Hillbillies. But by the time we're getting to news radio where there's three, and then even more than that on other sitcoms, and especially in dramas, I think he was talking about like The Sopranos, where there might be six things going on that you have to follow, and that just the writing was way more sophisticated than, let's say, Marcus Welby, MD. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out old references. Let me think <laughs> of another one. Dr. Kildare. Okay. <laughs> I love old TV shows. Sure. But not, so, not, the, not the full series, just one episode of each. But even I Love Lucy was basically, one, you know, yeah, like one. It was, and that, yeah. So anyway. That's why you can that's... be like the chocolates episode. And that's all you need to know. It's the whole friggin' thing. Like right, it's just what it is. Whereas and I this... lo- look, I love Lucy. I love. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Whereas this is okay. Let's see. We've got the dumb bit with with Max and his and can't go in the break room. We have the Freaky Friday, the titular yes. Freaky Friday w- yeah. between Matthew and and Jimmy James, which I do actually love a lot. And then we have the Beth is scamming the the Columbia House, Columbia uh, House that, yeah. that you have come to represent. Um. Oh boy! Oh, well, there was another great joke on that show that I really enjoyed. That I remembered, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't," because again, I wasn't familiar with the show. Sure, sure. So, um, that they did it. So I was like, "Let me write out this check. It's to Beth. And what's your last name?" And she's like, "I don't have a last name." (laughs) 
It's like, so that's obviously for people who watch the show, right? Oh yeah, that is a that is a tell me about that. That is a punch to four years of setup. Uh, what's so funny <laughs> is some nerds have been like, but she must really have a name, right? And then some writer eventually relented and said, yeah, she's got this last name. But it's like the joke's way funnier if she doesn't have one. But for four seasons, they've set up that her name is Beth. They never mention her last name, and when it's brought up, it is dismissed immediately. And this, I think, is the first time when it is like openly, oh no, I don't have one. Like it's openly, I don't have a last name. Which so I, I love that. I was like, that's all. Awesome. That's like the, uh, if I may go back a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, the Jack Benny, your money or your life, mm -hmm. he's getting held up. He's like, I'm thinking it over. Like, that's just <laughs> years of setup of him being cheap. I love it. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's, uh, I, 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 Beth is also, I mean, because Vicki Lewis is who she is, that character, uh, I, I just feel like Vicki Lewis deserves more love than she gets for this show. Like, she has been on this show, uh, mm -hmm. but she's not just like a consummate like she's a great performer she's a stage performer who knows how to pull it down enough but still use her stage stuff when she needs to but yeah. she also is committed enough to actually act in the background like she's not just sitting there she's usually doing some shit that if you pay attention is uh if not adding to the story adding to your enjoyment of it she's committed she's very committed i, I love it background acting yeah. is important of course yes yeah. especially I if you're a lead Oh, you, right. Yeah, you were in Black Sunday. You know was, all about it. I know all about it. <laughs> Not only Black Sunday, okay, let me give you some other extra work <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, please. I would, I would love to know. Um, oh. Okay. All right. So I did Silver Spoons. <laughs> yep. Black Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, radio Days and got upgraded. Oh, yeah, really? with Woody Allen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, played mm -hmm. a sailor in that, got upgraded because mm -hmm. they had a little speaking thing. The whole okay. scene got cut. But... Of course. <laughs> okay, not of course. <laughs> been like, Well, I'm just saying, otherwise, I feel like it would be a thing where I, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have noticed. Right, it. right, right. It would have been on there. Uh -huh. And then um, <laughs> batteries not included. Really? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait, did, where, now, were you were that were you in LA at this point? Were they shooting that in LA or was this somewhere else in the country? I think this was in New York. For oh, some in New reason, York. I okay. Think, I think it was in New York and it was like in line outside a theater or something. Like, okay. Oh, and also Death Trap. Really? You know that movie at all? I know of it, but I know Michael Caine, to... Christopher yeah, Reeve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a theme, scene in a theater. Amazing. Okay. So, yeah. No, I was, I did it. I did until I got my side card. Yeah, I yeah. totally, I was into it. It's fun. I mean, it's free food also. And when you're usually when you're an extra, you're usually starving. So it's well, this know. was my thing. I felt like some people really enjoyed it and others were super bitter and cynical. Uh huh. That were extras that were mm -hmm. just like, oh, why looking I at made the clock, it by now? Like, yeah. I have or looking at the clock, like, okay, 10 more minutes we get to go into golden time. And, oh, you know, 100%. And that, that's yes. all they cared about was the, yep. um, the money. I was like, you don't care about the fact there's a huge movie star eight mm -hmm. feet away from you? There's usually no. one like old, old timer on the set, and they might not be that old, but they've been doing it for right. forever. And they're like, ah, well, you know, uh, you get a smoke bump for that. Better ask for that smoke bump. <laughs> right, right. They knew it. Don't every forget, little... kid. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's one of my favorite things. But it's, it's interesting. Yeah. You call it extra work, I background do. work, yeah. or there's also there's another term for it that they use. Um, mm -hmm. Atmosphere atmosphere yeah those are the three what do you prefer 
I always say extra work, but I will tell you that has gotten more confusion because I've asked people, do you do extra work? Oh yeah, I do all kinds of extra stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I literally mean being an extra in movies. And I'm asking people who live in LA, but they're like, they just have no idea what I, so I should be saying background work. Cause at the very least, the only or I love can, atmosphere. Atmosphere is good. It does sound very good. Um, See now we're now we're now we're hedging into my other podcast. We got to be careful, Wayne. Okay, I'm I did, sorry, sorry. It's not your so, fault. Hey, I let you do this, Wayne. So I mean, also I knew Joe Rogan from stand up. Oh, so sure. I knew him. So I knew him, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, no, I mean, I guess that would that makes sense that you would have those connections, of course, through through stand up. Now, um, would you, of all the people on the show, who mm -hmm. would you say had the biggest post outside of what Joe Rogan's mm -hmm. incredible uh, uh, ascent? Sure. Who would you say? It's got to be Steven, right? Yeah, he's in everything. I just saw him in uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Just saw oh, him. he's in that too? Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's in everything. He was in the book of Boba Fett, which all of us news radio nerds got excited about because there's a Boba Fett action figure on an episode of news radio, and it's a very big moment. Um, <laughs> this is like the original nerd sitcom. Which I love it. Really? Give me another example of that. Just so I... So oh, I'm... a constant Star Wars references. There's a whole episode, which is my favorite episode, that is part... One of the stories is Dave getting re-addicted to video games from the early 80s. And, oh, and by the way, so nerdy that they brought in the guy who actually designed either uh, Stargate or Defender to play an extra. They brought him in as an extra just because they loved that video game so much. I and love it. It's so nerdy. Um, I keep trying. There is one writer from Community we're trying to get on who thinks also agrees with me that News Radio is the best sitcom ever. Um, so I know that the influence is there. I'm not making it up. It's not just in my head. So it's there. That by the way, there. I'm going to mention a name. Yes. Someone I met on the set, she was a production assistant. Yes. And now is a writer, full-time writer, uh -huh. Laura Guten. Do you know that name? Uh, I know the name, but I don't know her. You might be, that might be your hookup. Okay. I can hook you up with Laura Guten. That'd be amazing. I think she has a married name now. I want to say Peterson or something, but mm -hmm. yeah, she writes on Blackish. Oh, but wow. That was her first job in LA. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I think it might've been just that last season. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so she's become a lifetime friend of mine. Like That's amazing. Yeah. Do yeah. uh how you know, I will ask you because there's the at least thematic connection, how did community come about? Was that audition or was that something else? Cause you've got this weird mix, because a lot of people you'll hear like actors are at the I don't audition anymore stage, but you know people in a certain way where it's like, no, probably a mix. I would guess a mix with you. It is a mix. You're a hundred percent correct. How did I get that? Um, I think they had me in mind and brought me in to read, but I, I think it was like, we just wanted you to, yeah. And then, so I read it and that was it. So okay. it was just one, it wasn't like casting record, the callback, oh, okay. the, the producer, anything like that. So relatively low pressure compared to most TV. Yeah. Shows. And again, I had seen two episodes of Community, so I didn't even, you know, I knew it was not even on the air. It was mm -hmm. on Yahoo or something. Right? I mean, if, no, no, yeah, that was absolutely right. That's the Yahoo scene, so, uh, season. So at that point, like, it was, that was the season even I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then on rewatch, I absolutely love it, and I do think it's a perfect ending to a show like that. Do you feel like that season fits in with the other ones? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The The episodes are longer, so that probably throws people off because, mm -hmm. like, sensorily, we're used to a certain length of time, and we're like, well, okay, but this is all But hadn't some cast same. members left at that yeah. point? Oh, yeah, a ton of them, a ton of them. That was the problem. And also season four was 
kind of shit uh, because Dan Harmon had left and Dan Harmon right, was, right then, then. is weird in and of himself, but he needed to be on that show. And then season five, Chevy Chase was gone. A few episodes into season five, um, um, uh, my good God, Childish Gambino. Donald Glover leaves. Yeah. And then season six, um, uh, Event Nicole Brown left. So mm-hmm. it was, and they're flexing, like they're bringing people in and out and in and out to replace these other parts and commenting on it. Um, but then they have you play not just this very dry moment, but this very perfect, <laughs> like self-reflective, like it's way oh. too, uh, it's it's so good. It and was, it, let me just say, it was like yeah. a Vicky Beth moment. Uh-huh. It was, couldn't have been more meta. It was just for the people who watched that show, right? Oh, absolutely it was. Did you? Oh, man. Can I tell you? I wish... I'm a big prop nerd. I love props. I want it. I'm sure somebody else has it, but that little script for the show. I'm assuming oh. you never got to keep it, but I desperately want it. <laughs> that little script of community. It's so stupid. It's so good. It's I might good have that. I might have that. If you have, I would love to see a photo of it. Okay. No pressure. You don't know no, have no, to no, do no. it. No, you don't. No, have that to sounds do. like the kind of thing I was taking because we like right <laughs> through it stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing is like I, I will steal stuff off set if I can if I know nobody's gonna miss it. Usually paper stuff. Paper stuff I think is reliably replaceable. Usually, usually. <laughs> I haven't taken. That's not true. I've taken some actual hard props from shows. You but have, that's okay. <laughs> I was young and stupid. Of course, and, of course. You're and I do it again. <laughs> I would absolutely do it again. You ever see that show, Las Vegas? There's a show called Las Vegas. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. James Conn was on it. Um, mm-hmm. The episode I was on, James Conn was there, and John Bon Jovi was a guest star, and so was John Elway. It was a very weird Americana thing to be near. And yeah, I stole like some. I stole a chip. I stole a, a, a oh, okay. you know, chip, you know, and a piece I'll of. See fake if I can ice. find that, I think I might have that. So. I would look. love to see it. I just All for right. some reason that popped up in my head as a as a prop. I would just. Love you think to that's see. worth something? I don't know. Probably yes. I mean, people love because you're in this world. Yeah, you're, you're into Star Wars and Boba Fett and all of that stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, sort of. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you? Do you? Uh, like, what do you think something could that could fetch? Not that I, I need the money. I'm just right, right, curious right. what the market is. I'm so have. bad at this. I will. I people have asked me that before because people I know have news radio stuff for sale, and they're like, "Well, should I like sell it for this much?" I'm like, I. Maybe I would pay it if I had any money. Like if I, I what I usually go is like if I had okay, normal money. Thing. You're not. I'm not. No, you're no. not answering the question. I'm, I'm going to answer it right now. I'm going to. Okay. Uh, all right. So that that little piece, I would guess, is like something. If you were to put it up for auction, they'd be like fifty bucks. Whereas me, a big fan of the show, if I had a shitload of money, I'd probably pay you a couple hundred bucks for it. You right. Know what right. I mean? Right. But it's not like six thousand dollars. No. No. Okay. No. No. Okay. But I'm then just I, trying to find out sure. where, where we're at. Where we're at. Then again, I you know like I paid a hundred dollars for my Phil Hartman costume that nobody else can ever own. So you know, I don't know. I offered her more. She's like, no, that's fine. You're a big fan. Okay, it. thanks, thanks. A hundred dollars. I love it. All right, let me think what else I remember about that joke. So okay. <laughs> just that that inside joke really caught me. The table mm-hmm. read was really fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone is great. Again, Stephen Root is Ugh. it's incredible. I mean, he just. He's like become the guy. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. Was that his first big thing? It was his first like, I think, extensively like recurring thing. He'd been in a million other things, but it, it was yeah. his most visible, I think. This and then King of the Hill, obviously for voice at, yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. I right, think. Right. 
And then after this, I mean, I think Oh Brother Where Art Thou and a few other things made it so that everybody needed him to be in stuff because he's a genius. Oh, that so he had been in a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Oh, in an Although office this space. is a Coen Brother movie. Just oh, one yeah, Coen. Right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh he yeah, no, he did Office Space and Oh Brother Where Art Thou within a few months of each oh, other they came out. So I mean come on. That's, that's the kind of dream for you know, like actors at my level to like get a couple things and then all of a sudden, boom. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Me too. Actors at my level would also love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what I weird. Now I feel like I don't have enough information. Oh, you're fine. No, again, we've interviewed extras who had about three things to say. That's yeah. okay. And I've told them that's perfectly fine. I can't expect you to remember everything from 20 plus years ago. It's it's although you've got a good memory. I do. I For WYOU. <laughs> now I need to find it. I need to see if I can find this show just to see you as a singing telegram bear. Which... It's, I think it's on YouTube. I think okay. it's on YouTube. Uh, I can't give you, I want to say it's, I can't give you anything but love, but okay. maybe not. Maybe uh, by not. the way, IMDB lists you as Randy Stark. So there's a chance that I misheard it or something's different, but it says Randy Stark on IMDB. I don't oh, know. yeah. Could so that knows? be related? to they're, the marvel they're, they're nerds they're Dark. all a bunch of nerds i could ask them they're all a bunch of freaking nerds i'll ask did josh write this josh did uh, he's at least he was the story writer um i'm pretty sure he wrote it though too yeah i um, think he did and then later mm -hmm. just i ended up right after i left late night with jimmy fallon he later took over head writing of that so wow oh. i've known him for a long time too i didn't realize that I yeah yeah there's a little connection that. there's a little connection no, that's it. I think. I, I think. Oh no! I, I no. I did have one other thing to ask you about, and that is Joe Anything. Fury's love and support. Uh, yes, which you're in. You both play like uh, uh, fucking call center guys, basically. Yep. If I yep. Yep. Uh -huh. And that that was a blast. I mean, Joe is. You know, I, I don't know if you know him, but did you? Mm -hmm. He's done this show, I assume, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. A yeah. few times. Yeah. So Joe is the most amiable, easygoing, mm -hmm. <laughs> excited guy. He's just. <clears throat> a delight to be around nothing crude or cynical or anything like it's weird he's into comedy so <laughs> so he had this idea and i was like i was thrilled to be part of it thrilled to be part of it people should seek it out it's worth it it's it's like it's so funny it feels like every roughly year 2000 2001 indie movie feels uh but it's also filled with some some perfect physical comedy some really mm -hmm. good bits and if people aren't aware that Joe's an actor, he's a very funny actor. He's very good in it. And uh, yeah, no, you're a delightful supporting. Yeah, guy. I thought he might have become like a like a little bit of a Woody Allen-y kind of guy. Yeah, <clears throat> where you'd write and direct and star in these things. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is the start of this. Yeah, Joe business well, tough. tough. Joe business, business. is uh, is it really? Yeah, that's that's my that's your takeaway. That's from Wayne Fenner. Oh, it's tough. Okay. So eight. So wait. So my 18 years in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> That caused me to move to Detroit. That that was rough. Oh, you're right. You're right, Wayne. <laughs> I said uh, tough, not rough. Not rough. Oh, same. Okay. No, tough and rough. Different words. Different. Okay. They rhyme, They're different but, word. They do yeah. rhyme. My brain is gonna just. Yeah. Wayne, thank you for doing this show. Any other things you want to ask me about? I, I'm trying to think. Like, here's the thing. Everything else is gonna be just, just if not even remotely adjacent. It's just. Gonna no, be I would like. I like these in. connections. I like these weird connections to. Sure. I'm news to radio. Well, so I, it was I mean, on five years, yes, right? Five years. This is mm -hmm. this is its its final. Is it in season. syndication? 
Uh, it was, and that's actually how I got to rewatch a lot of it, like uh, mm-hmm. like a year out, because fi- season five is. I think that's why it stuck around. It's like fuck it, we need the syndication money. Although I think this is right towards the tail end of where syndication money didn't mean what it used to, especially right. It's not, not did a did it ever get released on DVD? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact. Where yeah. It? I was just given. Where are they? Okay. We're uh, <clears throat> we're doing a giveaway of of uh, oh. a full season um of this yep. now you can only buy it season by season for a while but it's gone from company to company now mill creek entertainment has it and uh i'm giving this away we've already and now i don't know by the time this comes out i may have changed i may have changed the trivia question because i think it was so 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 hard that nobody got it so i may have to change it okay so there's a trivia question out there for what season is that uh well see i can't now this is the full this is the full series the oh, the full series. series in one box, which is great. Is Randy uh, Stark in there? Oh yeah, Randy Stark's in there, baby. He's in that last DVD. I'm guessing. I'm gonna guess you're on the final DVD <laughs> of, of this. This is this must be must be it. Yep, it's on that. I love it. Okay, yeah. okay. So the so, entire series. Wow. Yeah, and you know it's already. Can I see the surprised. front? I mean, we're yes, doing sir. this over Zoom, but I want to see what the. There, you'll see it. It's, uh, there's no love. It's it's, it's seasons one through four. Right. Four, because you know you want you want that Phil Hartman on there. Of course. Um, so many good photos. I didn't notice that Dave mm. Foley is the main guy. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, right? I know. Well, I mean, he's the center of that whole pilot, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and he's basically the lead. But I mean, it's one of the best ensembles in history, and you can't like most of us were tuning in for Phil Hartman. I was anyway, and then eventually fell in love with all the other characters anyway. But. Well, I was. I I hope I said early on I was thrilled to be part of it. Sure, of course. No, you mentioned it. You mentioned it. I I think it's clear you appreciate all of your opportunities. That's that's, oh yeah yeah. I think that's that's more than obvious. You did General Hospital. See now, (laughs) sorry. I'm just like a little bit of everything. I really appreciate that. Again, it's yeah. You know, nothing. Can I to tell you real quickly about General Hospital? Yes. What's unique about that, besides that I was on the same show that Elizabeth Taylor was on, uh-huh. is that was for, they were doing a weird promotion, mm-hmm. I guess it's 2018 or when, what year is that? Uh, disappeared, 2015. 15. Mm-hmm. It was live. <sighs> okay. I did live, I did live, tell live TV drama. Come on. No, thank you. That's insane. That was insane. So good. So good. But anyway, uh, yeah, thrilled to be part of it. But I, again, I'm going to leave you with the name Laura Guten. Okay. I think that was her first year. She's a big time TV writer now. And, but I know, I not know, but I think if I asked her, she'd definitely come on your show. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I, I would seriously appreciate that. Uh, do you, Wayne, have anything? I don't know when this will be out, a week or two, possibly, uh, oh. that you would like to promote. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Tell me. I just was the producer of a new documentary on Home Box Office. Uh huh. Is the name of the company. Sure. This outfit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's on a comedian named George Carlin, uh-huh. who did 14 specials. For home box office before sure. he passed away, June twenty second, two thousand eight, and so it's the Carlin documentary. It's the same team that did the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Oh, okay. Got Apatow's co-directing it, and we have this brilliant editor that does all the stuff. And so I'm very excited about that. That'll be in May mm-hmm. of this year. Oh, amazing. if you're into George Carlin, if you can handle it, sure. He does. Sure, sure, sure. 
again, I'm going to quote him, said it's the obligation of the comedian not only to go up to the line, but to go cross it. Sure. That's not the way I live my life, but if you, mm-hmm. you, you know. That's not the way you live your life as a singing teddy bear. I get that. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> All right. Thank you for doing Jason, it's always good. I feel like I always go along with you because we always go on these great tangents. Well, it's tangents. I mean, that's fine. Maybe I'll have you on the extra show. We'll just talk about doing extra work just exclusively because <laughs> there's, there's, you've probably done a lot that's not on here, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. No, we talked. To, yeah. You know all, all the ones I did, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing the show. Everybody, thank you for listening. And there's just one thing left to say, and that is catch you later, B Cakes. <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!